0: This is Cliff Mass, and welcome to my weather podcast. Each week I talk about current weather, provide a forecast for the weekend and beyond, and give you more details about an interesting weather phenomenon. It's Friday, February 11th, and let's talk about the weather forecast. Today, we have some low clouds over the lowlands of western Washington, but those should thin out during the day. Uh, Bright sun is going to be all over the mountains and most of eastern Washington. Uh, Temperatures should get up into the lower 50s, so really not a bad day. But Saturday will be particularly nice. There should be sun to full sun mid-50s, dry conditions, not a hint of precipitation. A great day for hitting that lowland hike you wanted to do, taking a long walk, uh, skiing in the mountains, or catching up on yard work, which is what I'm going to be doing. Now, Sunday should be almost as good, but high clouds, uh, mid to upper level clouds, will be moving in during the afternoon as a Pacific frontal system approaches um sunday should see temperatures getting up into the mid 50s as well now then on sunday night and monday morning rain from the front will be coming in and we're hardly used to rain anymore and so it'll be over probably sometime between nine and eleven o'clock here in the puget sound lowlands um That front, which is bringing the rain, will be then moving over the Cascades by lunchtime and then into eastern Washington later on. Now, as the front moves through, there will be showers in its wake as unstable air moves in from off the Pacific, and those showers will be certainly in the mountains, and in western Washington, and the lowlands, I expect a Puget Sound convergence zone to form as the air moves around the Olympics and converges over Puget Sound, producing a band of precipitation somewhere north Seattle up to Everett. Now, since the air will be cooler behind the front, temperatures on Monday will only rise into the mid-40s, maybe upper 40s. Now, Tuesday, will continue to be cooler, partly cloudy, temperatures in the upper 40s, so kind of a blah day. And then on Wednesday, a weak upper trough will move through, and that should produce more clouds on Wednesday, temperatures staying in the 40s, and a few sprinkles, maybe a convergence zone, nothing, nothing very serious. Now, as I noted in my previous blog, this February is turning out to be a dry one. And I don't see any major systems turning that around. So I'm pretty certain February, February will come in below normal. But the good news is the latest forecasts I checked this morning suggest that more normal conditions with weather systems will be happening after February 20th. So I expect our monthly totals will be low, but will not be extreme. Thanks for listening. Weather doesn't end with the forecast. Now let's talk about the special weather topic of the week. This week, there was an important weather announcement. An official committee of highly experienced meteorologists certified a new all-time maximum temperature record for Washington State. They determined that on June 29th, 2021, a station on the Hanford Reservation of eastern Washington, H100F, achieved a maximum temperature of 120 degrees Fahrenheit. The previous Washington record was 118, which occurred twice. The first time on July 24, 1928 at Waluke, Washington, and again on August 5th, 1961 at Ice Harbor Dam, both located in the Columbia Basin. Let me tell you how they confirmed this high temperature record, and I'll even mention some of my own involvement. Their task was complicated by the very large number of reporting stations that now exist in the area, with some reporting temperatures as high as 134 degrees Fahrenheit. The latter was from a Department of Ecology station near Walla Walla. The first step in the review was to examine the quality of the observing sensors. Some of these temperature sensors were poorly sited, such as some near asphalt roads and others next to buildings. Valid reports, valid temperature observations, need to be above natural vegetation, since concrete or buildings or whatever can heat up and cause nearby thermometers to read high. Then they looked at the quality of the equipment. Was this some inexpensive hobbyist thermometers? Was the temperature sensor properly in the shade and ventilated? The Department of Ecology sensor that I mentioned above was mounted above a large metal body with solar cells a very poor situation when the sun is out because the thing heats up and the heat just percolates upwards. Then they asked asked whether the units, the temperature sensors were regularly checked and calibrated using an accurate calibration standard to confirm the readings as being reasonable. And only a a handful of the extreme temperature observations passed those tests. But this group, headed by the National Weather Service meteorologist in charge, Ron Miller, went one step further. They used two high tech approaches to confirm that the Hanford observation was in the warmest location. First, they examined satellite observations. Some weather satellites measure the amount of infrared radiation emitted from the surface, and such radiation increases as temperature warms. They confirmed That the area around Hanford was in the zone of warmest temperatures in eastern Washington. Second, they gave me a call and asked for the high-resolution surface temperature forecasts by the UW Weather Modeling System, and I of course provided that. These short-term forecasts, which were highly skillful, showed the extreme warmth around Hanford. After completing an extensive evaluation from many angles, the official committee voted 5-0 to zero to confirm the all-time high-temperature record for Washington was broken on June 29th, with a 120-degree Fahrenheit reading at Hanford, replacing the previous value of 118. I'm going to have to revise my weather book, because I had the old 118 in there. Finally, why is the Hanford area so amenable to warmth during the summer? First, it is in a location in the Columbia Basin in eastern Washington, with the Cascades preventing the influence of the cool Pacific. Second, it is at a relatively low elevation, and temperatures during the day increase as you go towards, the, towards sea level. Third, the the vegetation around Hanford remained relatively natural during the last several decades, with semi-desert scrub vegetation. This contrasts with much of eastern Washington where there is irrigation which produces cooling as water evaporates from the surface. I suspect we won't see a return of 125 degrees Fahrenheit in eastern Washington or anywhere else in Washington for several years. But eventually there will be exceedance and that will become more likely as the earth slowly warms, as CO2 concentrations increase. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Feel free to send me your questions or any topics you would like me to cover. This podcast will be available every Friday morning on my blog and major podcast platforms. If you would like to support this podcast, feel free to use the Patreon link on my blog. See you next time.